on last week's Irrevelations. And of course, Solomon, being a f***ing nerd-ass Mensa bitch, is like, oh, I want wisdom and knowledge. So what, now censuses are cool? You know how, like, the magnetic poles drift sure. for the Earth? Okay, Maybe yes. back then, pie was different. Like, after you beat me black and bloody, you know, and kick my ass and punch my dog in the face, at least let me suck your d- get back in your good graces. I will bust in that p- but you will not come in my dad's house, ever. Imagine how hard your day is going to be when you have to do, you, you know, slave labor for other slaves. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Consider they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible. Killing innocent souls are in hell now. Burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Do you want to get political, or are we doing another... We can role? do politics. I mean, we got Rudy. What, what else was there? Uh, uh, people are tired of COVID. People are saying, whatever, just leave us alone, Trump said on the call, which included members of the press. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots. Yeah, that's true. Let's um is Fauci an idiot? I don't I mean <laughs> I don't know, but I don't care about him. Is I he, think that people that he... made baseball cards of him are idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, that's probably it the degree of I, I am I am confused at the level first of all, any level of hero worship. Sure. Um, outside of of politicians yeah. is very strange. Yeah. Outside of actual heroes like the troops. Right, right, <laughs> of course, and uh, you know, uh, you guys and the police, yeah, of course, and the audience, and uh, and, and Cub Scout leaders, yeah. and priests, your local priests. But yeah, but yep. besides, <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> real that, outside that narrow window of folks we've just uh, selected, that yeah, people are like, oh, I'm horny for Dr. Fauci, and Brad Pitt needs to play him on SNL, so I can be hornier <sighs> about it. Like I just, well, that would be pretty fucked. That happened. Funny, but, what are you talking about? I'm sure. Wait, did no Brad Pitt didn't play yeah, he Fauci did. on SNL? Oh, I don't watch SNL. I don't so. either, but I still end up accidentally Sorry. absorbing this information okay. that makes me want to kill myself. Well, I mean, I think it's I. I don't understand it. I feel like, and I, obviously, I am biased, and I'm paying attention to certain things. That's subconscious, sure. you know. I never felt that, at least under Obama, there was. This degree of deification, yeah, you know, yeah. of people like posting memes being like, like Trump gave away everything to become president, his wealth, his family, all to be slandered by the bullshit liberal media. You're like, eh, I don't know, I've never seen this before where it's just like the guy the, has become the adoration. It's like a, I mean, what it's just what, bigger than any politician. What's the um the term for that? Um, deification. Yeah, you know, what demagogue? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Demagoguery. But um, cult personality is what I was looking for. I guess, yeah. It, it, it is weird that that's become such a part of it to the point that 
and I and I don't know if it's just I'm, I'm when I say bias, I felt that it was across the board this idea of almost I don't know straw manning people. There's got to be a word for it, but like Obama was the Antichrist, yeah, 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 and Trump is the second coming, and and Fauci and Christie and all these other people like they almost create a public persona for them that they can then beat up or laud or whatever. It just, yeah. It seems weird that people like Obama, the Antichrist. I'm like, I, when he was a guy. Yeah. Like, it's, I didn't feel that strongly about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, the it, it's, ins- it's just to the most extreme in every direction. Right. Right. And I mean, it's not everyone doing that clearly. Like there are normal people. There's us. No, I think it's, I, I, I think, well, I think what, I think the problem is, is that, I don't even, I can't imagine ever caring about a Fauci type. Yeah. Like, the fact that I know his name and that he's being beaten up in by the Republicans as like, oh, this idiot, this demon who's ruining the economy, as if he's the president? I don't get it. And, like, they're, like, creating, like, I, I know I've seen a movie where they're like, we've got heroes, and now we have to create a super villain for him to fight. Yeah. And I'm that makes sense. Movie, but you know what I mean? Like, like they're creating this idea of Fauci, who's just a government official. Yeah, for the past like forty years. Yeah, as if he's some entity that they can then funnel their hatred on. I just don't. I don't get it. Why are we talking about this guy? Well, he's part of the deep state PizzaGate yeah, conspiracy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I read it all right. on 4chan. Um, right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I researched it. In other words, is what right, I'm saying. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. I saw a meme. I don't want to. I don't want to blow the lid off this too early because obviously we're waiting for the trumpets to blow so that the angels can come back and carry Trump back. Right, 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 and then they can execute Hillary. Yeah, Clinton, yeah. Uh, but right. I did see a meme that indicated okay. that Fauci was in fact one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Leave it at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can leave it at that because <laughs> that that them is all of it. Uh, I don't even, I'm so deep into the conspiracy theories. It doesn't, you know, like I, I used to be like, oh, wait, is this one the Illuminati or the Jews yeah. or the Vatican? And now you realize they're all one and the same, baby. It's all the same once you, thing. Once you get to that, once you get and at the top of that is flat earth, of course. But um, yeah, I, it, it's confusing times that Trump is <sighs> dragging his own members of his own administration through the mud as if anyone, as if he's not in control of national policy. I yeah. I mean, obviously, I there's care. a lot of blind eye happening. So, right. But it's become. But even then, my point is that like they they are creating this villain in Fauci, someone that they can focus on, to the point that defending against that kind of means you have to be like, oh, yeah, have Fauci throw the football, like, or the baseball, I guess, or whatever. Or, or I mean, only let's you, have Brad Pitt play him or whatever. That's literally just doing the same thing just for the other side. Right, but because that's how the argument has become. Yeah, I know. But I feel yeah. like if everyone just acted, everyone on like the liberal, left, Democrat, whatever you want to call it, side of the mm-hmm. thing was like, you guys are just fucking stupid. And just left it at that. I don't know. You yeah. don't have to. Like here's this. You don't have to buy his Here's this guy card. saying to wash hands. You're like, you mean the devil? You're like, <laughs> I think it would be much better just to satirize all these people instead of being like, well, we can do cults of personality, baby. Watch me. Just let me go. Yeah, get yeah. revved up. Yeah, watch. Watch me. Watch me masturbate to photos of Fauci throwing a baseball. Like I. I mean, we don't both have to play if this you game. Do that. It, I uh, yeah. <laughs> 
What else have we got? We got yes. Rudy. Speaking of masturbation. Right. He had a great week. <laughs> I saw them trying to defend that on our conservative. It didn't make sense to me. So break it down. I haven't seen the actual footage. I didn't see the movie. I just had it explained to me by others. Okay. The way I understood it was... Well, go ahead. Explain. Yeah. So basically, uh, the, the actress who is pretending to be Borat's daughter in the show... Mm-hmm. Uh, goes movie. whatever yeah goes undercover as a right-wing reporter she's 24 year old actress goes undercover as a 15 year old like young conservative reporter to interview rudy is then at the end of the interview helping him take off his microphone right because uh-huh. you know, like the uh, lavalier mic is all up in your shit and uh he like st- he like strokes her a little bit on the side and then sits down on the bed, and as she's helping, then he just, like, lays back and starts fumbling into his pants. Like, he lays back on the bed, as one might if you were expecting yeah. some sort of favor. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I will, I will preface this. I don't think she introduced herself as a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. The, the, the way it I, was I explained to me, and I haven't either. seen it, so the way, I, the way it was explained to me was that this blonde lady introduces herself hey i'm a conservative reporter i want to give you an interview they have an interview in his hotel room which happens and then he just starts being like hey check this shit out and starts running around like like he's trying to do like that scene from um oh god zoolander when he's trying to pull his underwear without oh yeah yeah, yeah, just spend all that time down there and you're like what are you doing (laughs) down there uh and then as that was going on that's what sasha barrett cohen busts in and says hey she's 15 no he says she's 15 she's too old for you <laughs> All right, which is funny. Can, we talk, but can it, we talk about the fact, by the way, that Borat voices are back now, apparently? <laughs> yeah, I do love that. If there was anything that could turn it around. This is going to say 2020. It, 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 the thing that was confusing is that so much of it, I was just like, is that it? Is it just a blonde is in the room with him? And he's like, well, now's a good time to start working my dick. Yeah. I, obviously, you're not going to do shit about it. I mean, I think that he was expecting Probably her to not. finish it off. Yeah, why not? He's Rudy Giuliani, yeah. you know. He's the he's one America's that, you know, mayor. He's America's mayor. He's the best yeah. that ever was. He did nine eleven. Well, saved us. Yeah, he's saved a, us from nine eleven. Sorry, whatever. He's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did think that was like it, it. It it kind of delves into a much deeper, more horrifying thought of is that just what happens? Was he it, was he like? Do you think how many times do you think he's actually pulled this off that he felt comfortable enough to just try it on a stranger? I mean, he's like buddies with Epstein and shit. Right, I think that just young <laughs> girls are procured for you when you're operating at that level of the game. You know, at he the probably th- <laughs> he he probably thought it, there probably was like a hooker downstairs dressed as a conservative reporter that he's just like, an, where is he? He had an appointment. I, yeah, <laughs> he had an appointment. It was just a that that's the actual joke. Is it was just crossed wires? He's like, I thought Sasha Baron Cohen I thought didn't Trump, even know Trump. Yeah, Trump Super PAC paid two hundred dollars for this woman to be down there, and then they did the old switcheroo on him without anyone knowing. That's because they don't trust him to do real interviews anymore. So they there's, have a there's, uh, there's just some Tommy Lord lookalike that's just there to make him think he's giving interviews. Yeah. and then it's obviously sucking him off right, because right, right, yeah, yeah you got to round I mean, it out. Yeah, I'm not blowing two hundred bucks for no, nothing. No, it is funny then also though that of all people, Rudy Giuliani was the one to have just leaked. The Hunter Biden, air quotes, laptop. Uh, very fascinating. And apparently yeah, now they're which, saying that it's full of Chinese child porn. 
And then it's like, uh, well, why are you guys passing it around? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, I just thought I'd make quadruple copies of it and share it with my boys. But To do and, and justice, I, not to jerk off to the child porn, okay? <laughs> right, right. I just want to get this guy. For what? Oh, know. I'm getting him. I, I'm getting him. <laughs> I love that, like, they were like, oh, the Comey hoax and the Russian propaganda. And they're like, and now we have the hard drive, and it's time to just pass it around between journalists and goof off with it. And then every week it's like, hey, look, we found something new. Apparently, apparently he likes to use aimbots on COD Warfare. You're like, all right, I guess that's fine. I mean, whatever whatever else you guys can throw at the wall, that would be fun. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. That would actually maybe make me vote for Trump. (laughs) It does. I I don't. And I still, I mean, we... We've talked about it. I do not get the focusing on Hunter Biden, though. I mean, I I, I don't think he's a perfect guy, but no. when you have um, he's you awesome have, though. Uh, Kush- yeah, when you have Jared Kushner on like the record being like, "Yeah, fuck New Yorkers. I hope they die from the virus. I'm yeah. deliberately going to fuck over the pandemic uh, preparation for them." And you're like, "Okay." And then we have a guy who I don't know may have a hard drive somewhere. I, I don't know. I'm not. It is stupid. I'm just uninterested. I guess. Yeah. No, it's dumb that they think it's some. Uh, gotcha. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know who do they think really cares about. I like having shitty kids is literally a requirement for being president. Look at George H. W. Bush. You know, <laughs> it's some fucking idiot kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of um, idiot kids, I'm glad. I, let's get into the Bible. Okay, okay. But I'm. What, what's today? Today is October 25th. Yeah. When's the last? When's the election over? November. Well, we got one more episode before the election God, so I we're gonna have a wait. big election blowout next week november 1st episode <sighs> and then we can shut the fuck up about it <laughs> i just can't wait and i'm gonna let everyone know who's listening to the podcast if if you are if that if if the election ends and the civil war starts we are gonna take a hiatus so that i can <laughs> some proud boys oh, okay hell yeah <laughs> good I, i'm gonna I guess I have to beep that. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> you were saying, speaking of uh, idiot kids. But yeah, let's get back. Speaking of idiot kids, let's get into the box. Yeah, because there are some fucking idiot kids today for sure. Um, <sighs> idiot kids we already know. But anyways, this is the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant DeVoist. And I'm Cold Lewski. And we're on episode 109. Hell yeah. Uh, our second episode in the book of Second Chronicles, which is... The second shittiest book next to First Chronicles so far. You know what? I I will say this. I I was initially planning when we when we were trying to figure out what we were going to record for this episode. I was like, let's just fucking finish it because fuck Chronicles. Let's just do like five minutes per chapter. Let's just bang it out. This is what yeah, I like the Animaniac State on. song. Right, right, right. right. Um, cut. But as I was reading it, I actually found some things I thought was interesting, and um, here's what I think. I've been kind of confused as to why we have kings, we have chronicles, and probably an obvious answer that eluded me was that kings is the history of Israel, whereas chronicles is the history of Judah. Okay. And that it's not just a one-for-one repeat, because... There's a lot of background information that's coming here from the point of view of Judah. Yeah. So even though Kings kind of was like, oh, and then in the second year of Jeroboam, there was Basha. And then Basha it was very was King. Jor- it was very Israel heavy. You're right. It was very Israel. I never thought about this that. Is very, and it didn't really, <clears throat> Although, it doesn't split up that way until we get to chapter 10, because it's still a unified nation at that point. I mean, obviously, at some point in second Kings, Israel ceases to exist. 
and right. it becomes just judo. But yeah, otherwise, I think you're on point. Well, well, you know, in the same way that they, they, you know, Kings was covering Israel and Judah. Yeah. But it was mostly just focusing on the stories of Israel yeah. and then kind of be like, and then also Judah was doing this shit. And there was a couple of things that happened. And it was like 90% Israel, 10% Judah. And this is 90% Judah, 10% Israel. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I've been. That, that, to me, now, and it didn't make sense again before because those two things were the same up until chapter 10. And then it splits up and you're like, oh, okay, I'm seeing the difference yeah, now. Yeah, that makes sense. I can appreciate that. So but, uh, uh, we're in let's get into it. chapter 10 this week is where we're starting. Uh, we did the first nine chapters last week, really sort of ran through it. We're mostly going to do that again this week, cover some decent ground, hopefully. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Let's get into the Bible. Um, so as we remember from Kings, Solomon has a son named Rehoboam. Yeah. And is like, yeah, I was wise, and I'm going to have my son become king. And sensing weakness, Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who was living in exile in Egypt, uh, decides to come back. And I I wish I knew more about the Russian Industrial Revolution because – or the Russian Revolution because it's basically the same story, you know, where – who was the one that was living in, like, Switzerland in exile that the Germans – sent into oh, Russia Karl to Marx. help destabilize them. Is it Marx? Yeah, I think they sent Marx. I thought it was Lenin. I Marx or Ingalls. I think but Marx. But the, the point was is that one of the leaders of the Russian Revolution was living in Switzerland. Yeah. And Germany, looking for a way to destabilize Russia, paid to smuggle him in during World War One. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but in, in much the same way, there's, there's Jeroboam, son of Nabat, living in Egypt and then sensing the opportunity for political upheaval goes back to Israel to start some shit. Yes, that's right. So the way this went down was kind of funny. Um, Rehoboam takes over. His dad was known for being super wise, right? Solomon, the the great smart boy. And uh, he's having kind of one of his first little meetings. And the people are whining that Solomon was kind of a dick, which makes sense. Because think about all the riches he amassed and all the slaves that he had. You can't do that without, you know, shitting on the people. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think Solomon oversaw a time of massive wealth accrual. Yeah. But obviously that comes at the cost of high taxes. Yes. And, and know, people being work. forced to do labor and what have you. So, and building the temple was like no small thing. Anyways. Yeah, there's a lot of that. The people are whining about this. And so sort of the elders of Israel, because at the time it was really just the one country. Um, are saying to him, hey, look, man, it's, we need to maybe go easy on folks for a little bit, let them uh, catch their breath. Whereas his younger advisors, his like buddies, his frat brothers that he grew up with, are like, hell no, dude. Sh- tell them that Solomon was easy under Solomon. We're going to fucking... You know, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's like it's like your dad dies, and then the son takes over the company. Like, hey, do you think we could get some like vacation time? And the son talks to his other trust fund buddies. They're like, vacation time? Fuck it, take away their bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, you know, like that's that's sort of Rehoboam sort of start and story. Yeah, because that that basically uh, leads to Jeroboam starting the country of Israel, which God kind of set up. But then at the same time, it, God is like anti-Jeroboam. It's very confusing. 
Yeah, we talked about all this, so we yeah. don't we need to get into the details too much. But in summary, Solomon was wise, but still, because he had so many wives and so many different people from different religions, yeah. he humored and allowed the worship of other gods. And so God was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to split up Israel. Uh, which now that we know how that worked out, it becomes all the more confusing, you know? Yeah. Because to punish Solomon for allowing the nation of Israel to worship other gods, he then sends in this Jeroboam character to take away 10 of the 12 tribes who then immediately start worshiping other gods. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's clearly something that just happened on accident that they're trying to somehow force a god narrative into it, and it's very... Awkward and fumbling, I think. And, and there's going to be a lot of mentions in my uh, <laughs> a cor- a concordance yeah. in the Bible, there, which is, you know, the Bible trying to explain things yeah, yeah. The beyond just the text. The apologist. And there's so many different instances where, like, yeah, clearly this was evil being done under God's name. And uh, it's like such weird double think. It's like, well, yeah, okay. So obviously God can't be responsible for evil, but all evil is done by God for his mission. I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, the same that's thing. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the same fucking thing. I, you know, like, no, no. See, he, he, you heard the part where I said he's not responsible for all the things he does, even though the things he does are part of his plan. I was like, ah, huh. It's complete. That's a, I guess that's a way to fuck up my brain. Yeah. It's completely insane to, uh, to try and take that approach, but they do it and you got to love them for it. You know, the persistence and, and all that. Um, so yeah, that's basically yeah. chapter ten. Is just so. So chapter two is, yeah, yeah. Chapter ten is them, and they're like, "Hey, let's have a civil war," and they split up Israel. Yeah. So do that. Chapter ten. Uh, chapter eleven comes around. Um, Rehoboam is basically uh, getting together all the Judah people and the Benjamites uh, to go to war against Israel, so he can get back the kingdom that Jeroboam basically took from him, the part of the kingdom, the other tribes that weren't Judah or Benjamin. Um, you know, he's having a good time of that. Uh, they march against Jeroboam. Um, he, he, Jeroboam is fortifying Jerusalem, building it up uh, to be able to defend. Um, I don't know. It's just like a whole, it's a bunch of like saber rattling bullshit. Yeah. To sum it up, it would be like if during the American Civil War, the South was like, fuck it, we're out of here. We're making our own capital. And then, like, Abraham Lincoln was like, let's go get those boys. And then, like, halfway through, he's like, nah, I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and then he's like, God told me that uh, it's not worth the effort. Yeah. You know? And don't worry, God, we're going to get that uh, Jew on Jew bloodshed soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 God sends a messenger to Rehoboam, like, hey, don't fight a civil war over all that land that was just taken by this fucking guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make sure that we just create a border struggle that lasts for the next 400 years. And has a bunch of minor civil wars and conflicts and murders. That's that's what God wants. He doesn't want, like, a unified Israel or people to be good. He wants to have a second nation in the north that's full of shitheads that are just allowed to kill and propagate Jew-on-Jew crime. Yeah. So so it also mentions that Rehoboam had a ton of wives and a ton of concubines and a ton of children. Cool. Uh, he appointed his brother, though, to be the crown prince, which is interesting, not one of his kids. And that's the end of chapter 11. So we already, again, uh, we've already kind of covered this. I don't know if we talked about Abijah being his brother, or I don't remember it at least, but that's interesting. Yeah, because uh, uh, the other thing that's of note of like what's significant is that Rehoboam is like obviously the king of Judah. Yeah. Jeroboam, son of Nebat, 
causes a civil war, secedes, creates the northern kingdoms. One of the things that also occurs, and which is like why we keep bringing up Jeroboam, son of Nebat, is that this marks the point where all the Levites leave northern Israel to come to Judah. Yes. And Jeroboam sets up his new priesthood, his new line. Yeah, because he didn't have any legitimate priests, a.k.a. Levites. Right. And there's... We're going to come to it later, but I almost am suspicious that it also has to do with that sort of bull versus angel. Yes. Or cherubim. Yeah, the ca- golden calves and all that. Right. Yeah. Because Which he's like, oh, yeah. Which like Aaron, me- like, all the way back. Yeah. It, it, even though he's like, yeah, fuck you, Levites, they all leave, he does create a new priesthood, but it's the same sort of dichotomy that we just keep seeing where yeah. for some reason they have bull imagery, which is that what really happened? Or Definitely some like- deep-seated issues here. And, and it ties into, like, their god, El, originally being, like, this bull god of the area. Yeah. So it's it's so- it's roots to that, you know? In the same way that, like, for some reason, there are certain Christians in America that, like, listen to some Pope guy. I don't know. It's like a relic of the past. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like, what's that about? They're like, listen, Molly. But, um, you're going to let a man tell you what to do? We should, let, let's talk about that. Okay, you got everyone who's listening, you can look forward to this at the end. When we finish this chapter, or we finish this episode, I want to talk about uh, the new Pope saying that gay marriage is cool. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> so forgot. That's, we that's, forgot. Been, that's, that's been a lot of fun on our Catholic. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's the end of chapter 11. We're, we got two down. We're fucking cooking, folks. Uh, next up, chapter 12. What happens? Egypt. Now, the Egypt that we always talk about uh, fondly in terms of, remember how God saved us from Egypt? Well, now they're coming yeah. to you. So uh, yeah. one of the pharaohs, Shishak, uh, comes into town. Tons of people. Um, he, he has like his Libyan foot troops. He's got his chariots, everything. Um, basically, God is deciding to let Egypt wipe out Israel, and at the last second, because uh, is it Abijah or is it Rehoboam? No, yeah, because Rehoboam like prostrates himself before God and humbles himself. God's ego is appeased, and he uh, makes it where it's not a total destruction, just like ninety percent destruction of it, of Judah. So they take a lot of his gold and shit, but uh, they get to survive. Yay. Well, as we mentioned, Egypt housed Jeroboam, so they already have a natural ally. They yeah. like Jeroboam, so they they were allied with Israel, not with Judah. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Now there's only two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, in this new nation that borders us. Let's go kick their ass. And uh, they almost do, but God is like, eh. Yeah. 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 Um, and then also in this chapter, uh, we get read of Rehoboam. Chapter 13 kicks off. Now, Abijah is at the king. Um, interest, this is one that I found kind of interesting compared to the first king's telling, is that in first king's, Abijah gets like a paragraph. And it's it, all it says really is, yep, he was evil. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> and, you know, go read Chronicles if you want to know more. Sure enough, there's this whole story here that's not told earlier about Abijah going to war against Israel. Now, it's funny because, like I said, the uh, king's narrative is that Abijah just sucks and is awful, but this makes him sound kind of more like cool, right? Like God-fearing? Because he goes to war, basically he goes to war with 400,000 men against Jeroboam's 800,000 men, Uh, gets ambushed, completely surrounded, hopeless situation, prays to God, and God helps him win, and they totally fuck up like half a million Israelites. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story because... 
Uh, Abijah, I, I know that they call him wicked or whatever in Kings. Yeah. But in this story, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really scan. Because Abijah's like, listen, I'm king now. Jeroboam of Nabat, who took the northern tribes from God's people, is a piece of shit. Uh, they don't follow the true God. We're the main God. You know, we are obviously better than them and we should go kick their asses. And then it, it kind of almost makes it sound like as he's telling the story, Jeroboam sets up an ambush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like circles around him again, has twice the number of people. So it's kind of rough and, and, and eight more tribes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's a, at least, um, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, it really makes him out to be this hero who, uh, because he followed God's will, because he was willing to reach out to God and humble himself, that he was able to win this huge war, like David style. So it seems kind of odd that in Chronicle, or sorry, in Kings, rather, he was set up as the, as this piece of shit. I don't know. We're getting the full it, it story is, now. It is kind of funny, especially when you compare it with, like, Rehoboam. So Rehoboam was, like, at, the second the, the war started, Rehoboam went to nip it in the bud. And God was like, no, 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 this is what I want. I, you know, because of Solomon's folly, this is for God. Yeah. And then we get to Abijah, who dis- basically wants the same thing. And this time, God lets Jeroboam try his shit and then intercedes and uh, fucks over Jeroboam, like does a miracle for Abijah. And in doing so, Abijah gets the upper hand and kills 500,000 Jews. Yeah. Which, of course, is so, not – there weren't even that many, but sure, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, but it'd be like it'd be like if you had two sons, right? And then one of them steals the toy and, he, and like, your older son grabs a rock. Like, no, 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 no. And then, like, a week later, they're still fighting over the toy and then, like, God gives the older son a knife. Yeah. It's like, now do it. Yeah, let's settle this, boys. <laughs> Whether or not I like violence is kind of just how I'm feeling that day. Yeah, and the idea that these half a million men were killed, which, again – didn't happen let's be very clear about that but the idea that they want to pretend it happened and that it was cool and good is wild because these are just fucking people you know like yeah so there's your foot soldiers jeroboam didn't get in tr- fucking trouble he's fine <laughs> yeah i mean it just seems odd that like Rehoboam was like hold on let me let me unify israel and prevent years and years of bloodshed. And God's like, no, this is what I want. And then the next king, he's like, yeah, you know what would be funny? Lots of bloodshed, but with no concrete conclusion. Yeah, yeah. I just like civil war. I just like endless conflict in the Middle East. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's always cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much 13. Uh, at the end of this, Abisha dies. It tells us to go read Kings if we want to know about his life, which isn't true because this is literally all the content about him. Uh, and so now in 14, we meet back up with a familiar face, Asa, the king of Judah, who was great and good. Yeah, a- Asa's, uh, Asa's line is pretty much his king, his reign is basically defined as him being the one that's like, hey, Judah's kind of gone to shit. Let's rededicate ourselves to God. And kind of the reward for that is that a bunch of Ethiopians try to wage war and God helps Judah kick their ass. Yeah. And, uh, um, much another funny thing. At about- least for chapter 14. Uh, sorry, what's that? At least for chapter yeah, 14, because yeah. chapter 15 kind of goes off the rails in that manner. But Yeah, what's interesting about Asa, and I think this kind of lends itself to your theory that Chronicles is about Judah and Kings is about Israel, is that much like Abijah, where Asa got like half of a chapter, 
in in Kings, he gets three whole chapters in Chronicles here. So once again, really focusing on these Judean rulers versus the Israelite rulers. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder why, because obviously, well, the interpret the 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 general consensus is that you know Kings was written during the Babylonian captivity, Babylon was. You know, and then uh, this is written after. Yeah. So, but I mean, maybe that also just really hammers in that when Kings was written, Israel probably was the bigger, better kingdom with much more land and much more power. And you kind of like, yeah, those are the guys. That, obviously, that's the that's the main deal. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then afterwards, like, no, no, it's all about the line of David. That yeah, the these, are the, these are the these are the bosses. The whole time. That's fair. But so yeah, chapter fourteen is just Asa being like, hey guys, we got to rededicate ourselves to God, and he amasses an army and he kicks some ass, and that's basically all of fourteen. Uh, he got some spoil and some sheep. Yeah, and then 15 talks about his reforms. So basically him going through and cleaning up kind of the rot that has started to set in. Well, it's kind of a – 15 is interesting. I, I know we mentioned it, I think, in Kings. I, I can't remember if we ever talked about Obed the prophet. But basically Obed is a prophet who goes to Asa and is how you like, listen – you got to turn it around. You got to make a difference. God is going to fucking, he hurts the wicked. He helps the good. If you give yourself to God, it's all going to be all right. So Asa's like, so what you're saying is we need a religious genocide. And Obed's like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, you know, let's, let's burn all the bad idols. Let's do all the good shit. And if people won't come to God willingly, we'll send it, to, we'll send them to him on the, with their, you know, just one piece yeah, of yeah, time. One, well, yeah. Yeah. In bits. So it's odd that Ace is considered, like, a really good king when he's kind of, like, his sort of uh, stance is like, hey, man, either you come to God, you know, on your own, or I'm going to find you and cut you open. And I mean, sometimes that's what that the people way. need, you know, a firm, what, firm hand to guide them, right? That's very true. <laughs> you know? uh, but uh, That's 15. And then into chapter 16. Uh, essentially... Chapter 16 is at this point now, the king in Israel is a guy named Basha, and he's like, hey, I'm going to do some extra prep work. I'm really going to kick the shit out of Jerusalem, so I'm going to start building a fortified city, which will be like the spearhead uh, called, what's the name of the city? Uh, Rama. Rama, yeah. He starts building a city named Rama, like, hey, this is where we're going to sort of launch our attack into Jerusalem. Uh, Asa... And this is kind of interesting. Asa, who's supposed to be the, allies, the God follower, right? Yeah, the God follower allies with Ben Hadad of Damascus, a name we've heard multiple times, yeah. and says, "Hey, I'm going to give you a bunch of fucking gold. Would you go and attack Rama?" Yeah. So Asa, this like, great, yeah. the the best Jew ever, pays foreigners to kill Israelites. Pretty fucked. Just, just fun, you know. Um. And anyway, they do, and basically scare off Basha, and uh, Ace is like, great, let's go take that city apart and redistribute a bunch of other other cities, and I'm going to build my own fortified cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also being the, the great god follower, he then got diseases. Yeah. God gives Which I feel like that only happens to bad people, right? How did a good guy yeah. get disease? Diseases only happen to wicked people. That's how God lets you know. Yeah. Any um, any affliction in your body is God personally reaching out to touch you uh, malevolently. Yeah. Fact. That's why Magic Johnson has AIDS. Yeah. That's why I fell off of a balcony. Yeah. 
<laughs> me and me and Magic Johnson have some shit we got to work on. So yeah, you got to work through it. Uh, the other thing that's funny and it's just whatever. There's a guy named Hanani. I'm gonna bring him up just because he comes up later. It doesn't really matter. But Hanani basically goes to Asa and is like, "Hey, you know, you hired the Damascans to fight Israel when you should have just prayed to God and I would have kicked their ass." You know. True. You know, it, it's like it's like you're fighting with your brother and then you pay a bully to beat him up and your dad's like, "Hey, I would have kicked his ass for it." If, that's yeah, what you, yeah, yeah. if you had just asked, I would have beat up my other child. We could have kept it in the family, basically. Why did that? Why did that come to your mind? Why didn't you think of that? Yeah, very, very strange to and involve then, outsiders. Yeah, and Ace is like, "How about fuck you?" And then puts that prophet in prison, which is yeah, naturally. <laughs> he barely comes up later, but we'll we'll talk about it because uh, uh, Hanani has a son named Jehu who briefly comes up in this chapter as well. Yeah. Um. So then we have that's the end of sixteen. Mm-hmm. On to chapter 17. It's now Jehoshaphat is the king. Asa dies. Jehoshaphat is his son. Also a good guy. It says he's much like David. Um, he doesn't follow the Baals. He listens to God. All those things you want from a king. Especially back then when God was killing you if your king was bad. Yeah, and there's not much to it. He just, he liked god and he made some people in front of him we don't we don't care too much about this yeah the philistines uh brought him gifts because he was like so powerful they were afraid of him that's a big deal because philistines are normally just assholes yeah they're fucking cunts hmm Uh, (laughs) still to this day (laughs) i'm gonna if any philistines are listening to this i'm sorry what i think is funny is that like and this is kind of why i noticed the difference is right now under jehoshaphat uh, we're pretty much already past the whole Jezebel and Namoth's vineyard and all that shit. So all that shit's happening in the north. Yeah, and we're just not mentioning we, at all. And zero mention of it. Like, yeah, like you just, said, not a lot of Israel here, a lot of Judah. Right. Um, that's about it. That's chapter 17. I mean, yeah, this is it's it's really getting to the... Now, Jehoshaphat was a good king. We're getting near the end of those. We're getting to the point where we're not going to have a lot of good kings. There's a couple left, but they're going right. to be a little... And kind of just to recap kind of kings a little bit, because chapter 18 starts with the story where Ahab is like, hey, some fucking Syrians are knocking on my door. Will you help me fight them? And Jehovah's like, yeah, we're, we're family. We're homies, you know? Yeah. Um, Bizarrely, because clearly that's not yeah. true. Up to this point, we uh, this is this is after, again, the whole Jezebel... Framing uh, Nabath, Namoth? I can't remember what his fucking name is. The guy with the vineyard who they framed Naboth. to take his land. Yeah, yeah the vineyard guy. You know, we've already had her trying to kill all the priests. We've had Elisha going to heaven, you know. Uh, a bunch of famines and, and, and shit like that. It's just, it's kind of weird that they're just like, oh yeah, and then Acer shows up as if there's no real, you know, like as if we already know what the fuck's going on, but I guess we kind of do. Yeah, but, I mean, this is definitely, you gotta you gotta read this and Kings. It's pretty clear to get the whole story. Right. But um, so Jehoshaphat goes to hang out with Ahab in the new capital of Samaria. Uh, and I'll so for those who kind of remember, because it, 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 this is one of the things where we've kind of been following Judah and kind of been like, oh, yeah. And then there was this guy and they, they mentioned the kings, but they don't really talk about their lineage because I think we've had two upheavals in northern Israel already, like two usurpers. It's not even the same line as Jehoshaphat of Jeroboam. Yeah, yeah. That. They yeah, kept so split because Omni was the f- yeah, Omri and Zimri and, yeah, you know, Ahab's yeah. descended from Omri, you know. 
uh, I think Asa married Athaliah, who was like the daughter of Jezebel. Like, yes, because that's it, how Judah and that line got all fucked like, up combined. Yeah, again, because that was God's will. Um, yes. But by Possibly. the time we get to here, as we recall, Jehoshaphat uh, goes to hang out with Ahab in Samaria, and Ahab's like, you know, I'm having this whole war thing. Do you want to like help me out? And Joe's like, yeah, fuck it, we're fam, we're cool. You know, yeah, I'm related to you now. Let's fucking do it. Um, and Jehovah is like, you know, in Judah, where things are still good, we would go to our prophets and, uh, which we they, have, by the which, way, which we have, yeah, we have prophets. I don't know. Uh, we have prophets where I'm from and they would like, tell us about going to war. Do you have that? He's like, well, I have these guys. And it's like, he brings a bunch of priests and one of the priests pulls out a pair of bull horns and is like, with these horns, you will gore the enemy to death. And uh, Ahab's like, yep, yep, that's what we got here. And Joe's like, all right, that's great, but I mean, do you have anyone that actually talks to God, or what the fuck, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and as we recall, Ahab's like, oh, we got a guy, but he's a dick. All he ever says is shit. He talks to God, and I'll, apparently God's not happy with me, so I just, I just don't deal with him anymore. Yeah, you just ignore. Look, if nine out of ten doctors tell you that you have a <laughs> uh, cancer that can be treated, but you need to start chemotherapy, you listen to the tenth doctor. Yeah, you know, I'm not it's, doing chemo. Uh, yeah, Ahab's like, yeah. I mean, people are just tired of the priests, you know. They're just like, whatever, leave us alone. We're all hired. We're tired of hearing all these priests and these idiots, you know. <laughs> I fucking- see. A little modern tie in there. Yeah, Very he's good. like, we got this guy Mike, and he's like, you gotta wear a mask. And I'm like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> boring <laughs> extremely cucked yeah i think god's trying to fuck with the economy so we don't <laughs> um so anyway so they're like yeah we do have a prophet his name is micaiah he sucks and jerome says like well let's let's hear him out uh as we and we we don't want to go too much in it but like because we already ba- we covered this in depth the first time we covered this in depth but micaiah basically says hey yeah god says you're great and uh, Ahab's like, fuck you. What did he actually say? And he's like, yeah, he says you're going to die. And not only does he says that, but God and a bunch of angels were like joking around about how they were going to kill you. They're just fucking with you. Yeah. They're just fucking it's with insane. you. And, and they thought, you know, it would be a great way to kill the king of Israel that we instated would be to put prophets in his midst that only tell lies so that he'll run off and fight a war he can't win and then die. And they don't tell lies on purpose. They tell lies because God sends them lies. Yeah. Like, keep it. I really, and I know I, I really harped on this the first time when we read this in Kings, but God lies to his prophets just to fuck with people because it's funny. Yeah, it's just, he thought that was great. Um, I want to read my concordance. This is where it gets good. Though God is not the author of evil. His sovereignty demands that even the demonic powers in heaven and earth are ultimately in his power. Which is just one of those things I'm like, what the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> God isn't the author of evil, but all evil comes from him. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay. No, yeah. yeah, you got it. I mean, it. you got to have a little sugar to go with the spice, you know? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't this, know what I'm saying. <laughs> this scene described by the prophet is vividly figurative way of saying that God used the flattering lying false prophets to bring disaster to ahab what you a know, fucking piece of shit yeah you know i just like to rattle faith in prophets you know me just doing some god shit and then kill people when they don't listen to prophets later like fucking pick a lane please 
hate it. <laughs> and let, let some prophets lie. We're listening to lying prophets is death. And some prophets are telling the truth, but you know, you can't not listen to them because then that's death. It's, it's fucking goofy shit. But yeah. anyway, like Ahab's like, I, I'm done with this guy. Get this guy fucking out of here. And they send him away to be a prisoner. And Micaiah, as an ultimate badass, probably one of my favorite scenes in the Bible, Micaiah, he's like, he's like, get this lying fucking piece of shit out of here. And Micaiah's like, send me to prison. If I ever see you again, then uh, if you're not dead the next time ever I hear about you, then yeah, you're right. There is no God. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. And of course, what happens next? Ahab dies. <laughs> as we know. Um, and this is kind of, it's kind of funny that this is essentially the same story, kind of, you know, uh, from the point of view of Israel, Ahab is like, hey, Jehoshaphat, you're young and stupid, right? And Joe's like, yeah, totally. He's like, listen, here's what we do. I want us to have a big old war with this enemy army, but here's what we do. You wear the crown and all these big fancy robes, and I'm just going to be, like, hanging around in the background dressed like any other soldier. <laughs> and then Syria's like, hey, I got an idea for a battle plan. Don't fuck around with just the random soldiers. We're just going for the king. Yeah. I mean, it's like playing chess. Yeah, you don't like, need the pawns. Yeah, yeah. Ahab's like, you know what would be funny, Jehoshaphat, if you were just standing there with a fucking spotlight with like a bunch of bells and a <laughs> sign that says kick me, and yeah. I'm just gonna be like, you know, we're 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 equals in this, and I'm gonna be doing the hard work of hanging around in the very, very, very back of the army dressed in rags. Yeah. You know. And for some reason, the most perplexing question maybe in the Bible so far, Jehoshaphat agrees to this. Uh yeah, I don't think he's smart. He's probably homeschooled. Yeah, he is definitely fucking homeschooled, and then some. Um, the man loves trains, is all I'm saying. So he uh, he is wearing Ahab's getup. The airmans see him, Syrians see him, try to go after him, but God helps him get away. And then just like a random fucking arrow catches Ahab right through his fucking chest plate, and uh, he dies in his chariot after a little while. Yeah, just dies through a random happening you know, yeah. the, 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 uh, the uh, Mesopotamian era equivalent of a drive-by shooting that kills a four-year-old girl, you know. God does work in mysterious ways. Wasn't man. aiming for her, but that's who's getting it. Well, yeah, God wanted him to Yeah, that's God's her. God's plan, yes. Yeah, I love his plans. <sighs> okay. He loves the inner cities. <sighs> yeah. He's always uh, working mysteriously in there. Yes, he is. He's, He's like, have you guy. guys heard of crack? That's the CIA, not God. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you're right. Don't, don't, um, don't take you, you their credit. You can't tell me that the CIA isn't just part of God's mysterious plans. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. That's right. Checkmate. Let's um, let's wrap that up. Okay, <laughs> so that was, that was a solid nine chapters down, uh, yeah. 10 through 18. Nice little chunk again. At this rate, we'll probably got another couple episodes with Chronicles, which is... Just as much as I can stomach, so that works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think next episode will be more kind of just talking about in contrast of what was going on in Israel at the time and kind of how funny all that is. Yeah. Because there there's been a lot of upheaval and strife and murder going on in northern Israel, and then you kind of just get these little flavors of, like, who the new king is, and he just shows up like, what's up, Judah? Let's hang out. Yeah. It's, it's, it gets kind of especially funny towards the end, but that's that's as far as we'll get. It'll be a little short episode. Indeed. Uh, and we'll start 19 next episode and finish the story of Jehoshaphat and then some. A short episode that somehow was still too long. Oh, God, it's so long. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about the Pope, but first, what's our Twitter handle? Okay, yeah, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, at Bible Pimps, and if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Tell me about the Pope. Has there ever been a greater betrayal 
of God working in mysterious ways than having a pope that just goes completely against Catholic dogma. I love watching the meltdown on our Catholicism. Yeah, so I, f- I follow this one guy on Twitter named Taylor Marshall, and he's like one of the ex- like crazy militant Catholics. Perfect. Where, uh, love him. Like, yeah, the ones that like they got really excited when somebody threw the Pachamama into the river or whatever. Remember oh that? yeah, yeah, we recall. They're like, yeah, yeah, throw them in the mud. Hope, hope, hope your fake yeah. God likes getting shit on. Just like Cortez didn't do enough. We needed one more strike against <laughs> South American indigenous people. Um, yeah. Catholicism rules. Just getting ready okay. for the culture war. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. But then he like posts fucking a a picture of the Vatican, and he's like. What are you going to do when rainbow flags start flying here? Like, oh, yeah, all these fucking fat, lazy American Catholics are going to fucking get on a boat and go to uh, Rome (laughs) and and charge the Swiss Guard, which would be awesome because they have those sweet little uh, SMGs. Oh yeah, it could be kind of fun to see. Which one has the best guns? Um, It is one of those things that is really, really interesting. Uh, when you have created the Pope and your entire almost religion is based around this hierarchy of structure where yeah. at the tippy tippy top is someone who is infallible and speaking for God who then is like, by the way, gay marriage, I'm down with it. And they're like, what? Well, let's be clear. He didn't say gay marriage. He said gay civil unions. Yeah, whatever. Because marriage is like a church thing and he is still definitely a homophobe. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But my point is just just the the idea that you're putting this guy into power as as he's infallible, as if he's speaking for God, B- borderline Pharaoh, Deus Volt shit. Yeah, you know, uh, anointed by God, and then they say shit you don't want. I don't know. I'm almost like like I almost want to be like go to Catholicism. Like, yeah, guys, it's time to recognize civil unions coming from God. We yep. all agree. Um, it's gonna be real tough on Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, get the girl. fuck on board. <laughs> Yeah, we just need him to be pro-abortion, and then that will truly rock. But they're all talking about, like, oh, we can't declare him a heretic while he's alive, but as soon as he's dead, I guarantee you we'll declare him a heretic. And guess what? Just for this, to make up for it, the Cardinal's got to give our next po- or give us a, the next pope who's extra racist. It's going to be great. Like <laughs> yeah. God's, it's, God's going to be in charge again. We're going to lynch people. I would love it if, like, the next um, pope is, like, campaigning on, like, make the Vatican great again. So oh, shit, yes, you know? please, please. And it's like, and he's just like, he's like, listen, there was a time, I'm not saying it was good, but there was a time where we covered up the rapes. And it was just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. What if you, you don't stop, know can't hurt you. Uh, it's all this testing and reporting that is driving up the numbers. We just got to cover it up. <laughs> oh, no. It's all the little whiners, all right? Yeah. They're asymptomatic. It's, it's all these... It's all these liberal child snowflakes complaining <laughs> about getting raped. They're oh, causing yeah. problems for our messaging. We got to get back on top. That's correct. <laughs> I do love, I do love it, 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 it. To me, it's been just the icing on the cake, the cherry on top of sort of the division within the church of people who simultaneously are like, no, I'm a pure-blooded, die-hard Catholic who believe in the Pope and the authority of Christ through it, blah, blah, blah. And also people who've been just slowly rumbling, being like, what we need to do is get back to traditional values. The reason the church is dying is because all these kids and teenagers and millennials, they're all dabbing shit. What they really want is traditional (laughs) Catholic values. Lots of fucking chants and hatred of gays. Weird clothes. Yeah. Uh, I saw... Oh, man. Okay. 
I'll, we can wrap this up here soon, but I saw oh, there's these it. other people talking about the three days of darkness kits that they've built. Huh? And it's because some crazy ass nun in like 1640 okay. was like one day, whenever everyone is pissing off God, he's going to send an entire legion of demons to the earth. And for three days, the whole world will be dark and demons will slay everyone that doesn't follow God, which doesn't make sense, but okay. Uh-huh. So if you're Catholic, the only way to survive this is you have to have a kit prepared so that you can stay in your house for three days with just candles because all natural light, man-made light will be gone. So you have to have holy water candles. Like it just goes on <laughs> and on. And like, and they're like, oh yeah, I know she's right about that. And like, oh, yeah, we, we totally, we have our kits ready to go and we're going to pray whenever the demons come. And I'm like, yikes. It is, <laughs> it is weird to actually talk about these things and then realize that people are actually doing this shit and like prepping. Yeah. I, I, I get that QAnon. I honestly, I'm convinced that QAnon is just to sell bumper stickers to idiots. And yeah. I feel like we really, I know we've talked about starting a cult, but let's just start merchandising specifically designed to sell merch to fucking dumbasses. To and, crazy Catholics. And, I think and, those are my favorite. And part of the things we should sell at the Revelation store is three-day kits. Because Ooh, the next yeah. thing the next thing to do is that I bet the Pope comes out saying that dogs do go to heaven. And that's going <laughs> to be the fucking line. That's going to be, the demons are like, that's too far, man. I don't know. I'm looking at my puppy right now, and he definitely needs to go to heaven. I want pups to go to heaven, but not apes that know sign language. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Are you afraid they'll rat you out? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> you Did you I go just, to Thailand recently? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> that orangutan's going to tell God what you did to it. <laughs> They're just, I'm going to get to heaven, and just in the background, there's going to be the orangutan holding up the diaper. I'm like, oh! <laughs> Gross.